Forbes magazine calls him one of the most listened to recording artists of our time, with more than 3 billion streams and 11 number one albums on top Billboard charts. This is All Heart with Paul Cardall. Welcome to season five of All Heart. I'm your host, Paul Cardall. If you're tuning in for the first time, this podcast is an opportunity to hear from people I admire mainly because of the gifts God has blessed them with and how they're using these gifts to make the world a better place. We get to the heart of why they do what they do in hopes of inspiring and encouraging you to fine-tune the gifts God has also given you. Cause you took Savada Jr. He's been in a lot of films. Uh, other actors like Mark Wahlberg have, have, have acted with him. He's a producer. He's got his own podcast now that we'll talk about. He was on Dancing with the Stars. I could go on and on about him. He ran for Congress. We met in Washington, D.C. We were invited by the President of the United States to light up the Christmas tree. It was a good time, but he has grandparents who who were in the Holocaust, a man who loves you think about what they went through. He is the product of immigrants who wanted the best for their children. This is All Heart with Paul Cardall. You got me? I got you, brother. How are you, man? You're looking good, man. Where are you at? Uh, I'm actually in Nashville. This is my uh, little studio office. Nashville, beautiful Nashville, my man. I am honored to have the sexiest man in America on my show. <laughs> Where? Where's he? <laughs> it's you. Okay. <laughs> you are a guy that I think is one of the biggest hearts. I want to kind of go back into growing up with your father, who, God bless his soul, is no longer with us because he was a famous actor. And yeah, my father was, was a big inspiration for me, a strength in my life. Uh, inner and out of who I am as a person. Um, he was always a, um, a role model and, and a, um, a superhero. He was, he was my Hercules, you know, he was the son of God, you know, the son of Zeus, you know, and to me, he was always an inspiration because he was tough on the outside, but he was tough on the inside and he knew exactly how to, you know, I mean, I, I used to see my father, you know, he used to drive me to school in Rome, Italy. And uh, at times I used to see him like get out of the car and stop in the middle of the road and get in like fights with other dudes, you know, and he never lost a fight. So I was like, I, I would go to school and I'd be dropped off of school and I'd be go. And I really couldn't really tell any of my friends what really happened, you know, but, but it's like, do you realize that I just saw my dad beat up two guys right now? And then there was a guy yesterday and it was just always there was like something always going on. And my father was, was always like, you never took no for an answer. Like, you know, somebody crossed him one, one way or another. And I always thought, Hey, you know, my, my father's like that. I'm going to be like, I'm going to be tough. I got to be tough in this world, you know? And, yeah. and my mom was tough too. So I had some tough, tough parents who have been through a lot who showed me that in this world, that if, if you're strong mm -hmm. and you know exactly who you are as a person, 
um, that you can go far in places. You can overcome things. You can really achieve a lot in your life. Um, and I always thought that was like a strength in my family that we were always able to see our parents just really struggle, but in a way of, um, it wasn't like pityness. It wasn't like, yeah, it was like, we're going to, we're going to do this. And, and then I saw them do it. I'm like, wow, my parents are like impossible. Like the, the impossible is possible. And that was really inspirational. And I, and I share that every day, you know. Your mom is going to want a guy who's super tough. My mother survived the Communist Party, the Russians. And my grandmother was the, was, was a survivor. Because okay. my, my, my grandmother um, from Prague, yeah. Czech Republic, my grandmother um, was, was only child. My grandmother brother, I was an only child. My mother was an only child. My grandmother's brother and parents were taken to Auschwitz. And during that day, uh, my grandmother was the only survivor because she was hiding in Prague and she and she hid uh, into um, a place that that she, you know, into a a, there was there was was friends and neighbors that that, that hid her. And and she was just hiding behind this wall and she was there and and, and until everything was was kind of like we're talking about weeks and days. And then all of a sudden you basically have to raise yourself. My grandmother raised herself by herself as a child. Yeah. And so that's the bloodline they were talking about. And then my mother, and then my, my grandmother got married and she had the only child, which is my mom. And my mom had to grow up in, in the communist party because the Russians took over. And, and there was the, the next stage of her life, which was really extremely challenging. You know, people don't understand socialism and communism when, when that comes in, in your life and in your livelihood, it takes everything away. It's like a, it's a poison disease and you have no choice. Just like her family were taken away by, by the Nazis party and the Gestapo when they came over and put them on the train. And that was the last time they saw each other. Imagine that. See, people don't understand the concept of that. Yeah. You're at home, minding your business, living, as you call it, a free life. You get up in the morning, you brush your teeth. It's not like in the 40s, they weren't doing those things. <laughs> they were going to the park. They were going, they were opening their eyes to the sun every day. But during that particular day in, in the early 1940s, the Germans came in looking for Jews, like they were props, like they were a piece of dirt. And they took your family, took your brother and your family away forever to be killed in the most cruel, disgusting, inhumane way ever on this planet. And then you find yourself as a child raising yourself in a tough environment, like, because how could you not be somewhat cold inside? Yeah. How could you not be uh, protective, overprotective? Oh my goodness. I mean, about everything, about when my mother grew up and knowing that, that her mother went through that. And then she was going through that. It was like, and then we as children after that, as the next generation has to really appreciate where we are now, but also understand that we don't want the past to come back again. And right. so there is good and bad and bad and good. You know, you always have to take, and God always shows us that you can overcome everything, but you know, God is not going to give us everything on a civil platter and go here. There you go. You want a million dollars, pray over it. You'll get it in the morning at exactly where you want it. He's, he's our God. He's our father. He wants us to learn and, and, and get better. He doesn't want to just say, here, here it is. He spoils us with love and unconditional love for eternal love. But at the same time, he's a, he's a good father. And he's a father that says that this is your choice and this is your will. 
that I give you, but it's your, it, you have to put on some sort of hard work and appreciation and dignity to, to really respect what you have in return. Um, even Jesus was a carpenter. I mean, you have to take pride in living a life that is fulfilled with passions. And that's what my parents taught me, especially after something like that, that they went through, um, which is devastating. It could be devastating to the soul. Yeah. Um, if you don't have a, a good family structure or people to go to, um, to love you and care for you and, and obviously have God in your life, because after that, you, it's not much worth living for, you know? What year did your parents immigrate? Well, we, uh, my, my mother escaped the communist party, went to Italy and, and, uh, she was, she was married to my father in the, in the seventies. Okay. Um, and she, my sister's older than me, my sister, Simone and I, the four of us lived in Rome until I was 12 years old. And then in 1985, we decided to come to Los Angeles and move here permanently, um, and, and say goodbye to Italy for, for, for different, for a lot of reasons. My father was very clear about, um, what he wanted for me and my sister. And he wanted the opportunity that to, to give us the opportunity to have a better future. And, and, and he was very fortunate because we recently just lost our home. We lost our home. We lost everything in that house, everything we ever had to a, to a fire. And so when that was gone, we had to rebuild our family and, you know, we had to go to places to live and everything. We had to start from scratch. And, and then we had an opportunity that my father and my mother were able to, to get uh, a green card possibly uh, if we did everything correct and did everything, all the paperwork. And, and we were, I guess, blessed and, 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 and um, which we were. And after a little while, uh, my mother, as I was <clears throat> turning 12 that year said, we have an opportunity here and we're going to go to, to America and live there. And, um, and I was already there once for on vacation. I really adored America. I loved their way of life. I adored their freedom. I loved the way really everything from the cars, the look, um, the, 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 the fact that, you know, all the movies that I watched were all Americans, you know, I wanted to become an actor, just a lot of things. So when I heard that, I was, I was excited. And also I was, I was afraid because I was going to say goodbye to all my friends. Right. I was going to say goodbye to my neighborhood. I was going to say goodbye to my cousins. You know, I was going to say goodbye to a lot of, to, to my life for 12 years on this planet. I was, I was going to say finally goodbye. Wow. And um, so it was, it was bittersweet, but then we moved here and uh, moved to the country. Uh, I went to school, I had to learn English. Obviously me and my sister didn't speak a word of English. Uh, we had to go to ESL classes and after school programs to kind of pick up and have a conversation with other kids in the schools that we went to. Um, and after two years that we were living in, in California, we ran out of money. And so we, my father, and my mother decided it was my father's decision that it was, it was best to go back home. So we went back to Italy, oh, wow. uh, again, and we were there for another year. I went to a, another school. I had to start new friends. Uh, and then we came back here again and that's, uh, when we stayed here and, and I, I said, I'm not going back to Italy. I'm not, I'm, this is my country now. And yeah. this is where I'm going to continue my life. And, um, but it, 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 that experience of travel, uh, not know where, what was going to happen, uh, for a family, uh, was, was extremely exciting to say the least. <laughs> 
but when you're when you guys moved your dad did he already have connections in hollywood i write it i wrote it in my book you know and i, I and uh and i've talked about this uh, at length some other, at times but I, I i said my father had a really hard time because my my dad was really well known in europe and in show business uh as you know show business is two worlds you know there's show and there's biz and most people um when you ask when you ask for help in this business, when you ask a, for a job or you ask for anything, nobody's there for you. Uh-huh. They only give you jobs when you don't need it. You got to create it or you have to produce it. You got to own it. Yeah. Nobody's going to give you anything and they're going to make you a lot of promises. They made my father a lot of promises. He didn't keep. And I know, and I remember all those actors, well-known actors that, um, that, that told my dad, cause you know, I, I talked to my dad, you know, he passed away at 77 years old, but I, I knew everything that my father went through because he told me everything over the years until his passing days. I knew everything that my father went through. I knew the people that betrayed him. I know the people that lied to him. I know the Hollywood that um, wasn't there for him um, after he came back years and years later because my father was really well known in the 60s. Yeah. Uh, he had an opportunity to come to America, but he didn't take it. And so when he came here in the 80s, Nobody was there for him. Uh, my mother, my mother had three jobs. My dad was 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 in construction. He almost broke his back. Hmm. Um, he was he was not acting at all. Uh, auditions for him. He had a really heavy Italian accent, and he was a bigger than life character. So he was he was he was uh, very well fit. He was um, he was very photogenic. He was he was an incredible man. He had a really great charisma. So. He couldn't go and audition for these small roles or supporting roles. One, because back in the 80s, Hollywood was more racist than it is now because, they, you know, if you had an accent, you would you'd be playing either play a Mexican, a busboy, a gangbang, you know, just it would be the same stuff. It wouldn't be a leading man. Yeah. Very stereotype type stuff. Very stereotype. Yeah. So my dad was in that in that in that world and it was very challenging for him. He didn't. He didn't show it to us, to me and my sister, but I, I, I found out later what, what really happened. And it was, that's how this business goes. But um, that showed me that um, the will to survive against all odds is, is possible, but uh, you got to have a, a coat of armor. Yeah. Uh, and, and it takes experience. It takes knowledge, knowing yourself, if you can handle something like that, rejection, uh, and, and, and so much more, especially when you're taking care of your family. And, and my father wasn't built for that. I am built for that. I am built for that. I'm a different, I'm a different, uh, I yeah. kind of went to the next stage of the sabatos. If you say, if you want to say that, uh, my father wasn't, wasn't capable of, 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 of asking for help. He wasn't, he wasn't built that way. Uh, even though my mother knew him exactly, she helped him, but okay. it was, it was incredible. So you were clearly observing all this as you're growing up. Yeah. And at the same time, is he giving you advice when you, when you start, yeah. acting, you know, you're, you're doing, let's see, was Jagger Kate's your first. Well, no, I, I did some Italian films before that. My my father, when I was, when, you know, when I, when I'm, especially when I moved to the United States, um, we, I, I wanted to do whatever it took to become an actor. So I said, I'll go to acting classes. I'll give you, whatever you want me to give you, I'll give you a thousand percent on everything. And, and he told me, said, listen, you see how hard it is for me. You see the movies that I've been through. 
you see how this business is so conniving and evil when it comes to it's beautiful. Yeah. When you're making films and you're traveling, you're doing the movies with the directors and, and you're doing all you live in that life and where everything is working out for you. But Brando's Marlon Brando said it better. He said, he said, he said it best. He said, you're only as good as your last job. Yeah. So if things go a certain way and, and, and there's a whole story that's, that's told about my dad that I can go on for days. But the fact of the matter is, and when things don't work out anymore, you got to have a really a coat of armor of you got to you got to be talented. You got to be dedicated. You got to love your job with a passion and you got to be so good and ready for the next step when it comes to you. And, and you got to be so good that when you go in there and I give you, an, you know, you have an opportunity to meet an agent or you have an opportunity to do a film, you go in there and you'd be the best you can be. And if you can show me you can do that, then I'll help you. Okay. Yeah. They, they, well, it's, they don't want to work for you. They want you to work for them. Right. Yeah. So I did. I, I, um, I dedicated myself right away. Uh, I, I don't remember how many acting classes I took and by really good teachers and really well-known teachers uh, back and forth, uh, actor studio, Stella Adler, you name it. I went to everything just to, and it was more, it was more to show my dad. It was, it was show my dad and my mother that I was like, all right, you guys want to see this? You want to see how dedicated I am? You want to see how, how I, I'm going to show it to you. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm just going to, I'm going to act in school when I go to school from eight o'clock on and after school, I'm going to act again and I'm going to act again. And I'm going to, and I did it so much that they saw it and they were like, well, this kid is really serious. He really wants to do it. And so one step to the next, and I was able to get an agent. I was able to, to, uh, to do some, some films in Europe. Um, I was able to have films under my belt, really small budget films, but I had the responsibility of having a film under my belt, at a very young age. So I had a really a business mind for the business okay. younger than most people because I had my father's help. And then what happened was I just took off and yeah. n- nothing's going to stop me. You know, I was just going to. How often? So, yeah, that made me think, how often are you using your acting gift in everything else you're doing? Because I mean, we talk well, about you need the business to act. Right. Also acting the part. Right. Well, the thing is with, for me, the problem is, I said, I should be doing what you, what you just mentioned more often, right? You know, the, the business, the show business part of it. I just can't do that. Um, what I, what I do is I get involved in the character and I get involved in in the part, but when, after, you know, the director says cut uh, and I, and I go and I go into my personal life and I live my life, I can't bring them together and become that, that person that puts out a show for people. And I know there's people in Hollywood that are really good at it. There's just phenomenal. There's just, it's something about it that like, they can't, they can't turn it off. And they're so, just so good the way they talk and the way they, I'm a more of a realistic. I am just core yeah. old fashioned. Uh, personally, I want to, I want, I want to be therapeutic for me. I, I want parts to move me. Um, but what, but what happens is that there's a persona that has to carry themselves as a celebrity actor thing. And it's got nothing to do with being a thespian or the craft of acting, because the craft of acting is something they adore and I, and I cherish and I will take it to the grave. But the, 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 the art of show business that comes after you leave the set, you leave the stage, you leave the performance is when you, the cameras are there asking you questions and, and you gotta be, 
and you got to be politically correct and you got to follow these certain things and you got to be, yeah, I'm none of that. The thespian, it is the thespian because it's the old fashioned, oh, we're going to go and perform in front of the people down at the town and perform and get something out of it because I love to perform. I love, I love the materials or whatever it may be, but that's it. It's like my father always taught me that this business is a job. It's a beautiful job, but never treat it like it's something more. Never, never let it happen where you're like, oh man, I'm a celebrity. Oh, I'm this. And it be, and it, it moves. No, man. Well, I have, I have passion. I have, I have things about me that, you know, I'm like, I, I'm secure with myself fully. I have no issues with that whatsoever. And I'm very, very confident in everything that I do. But I don't say to myself, oh, wow, I got 3 million followers or I'm a celebrity or I've done this. It gives me the right to be above or to be. Yep. Narcissist. I am, yeah. It's all for me. It's, it's all one yeah. level for everybody. Yeah. Richie Norton wrote a book called Anti-Time Management. He says something that I think you do. He goes, he goes, everybody's trying to build their life around their business and you should build your business around your life. Right. And that's what you do. And that's, that's why you can smile, man. Cause yeah. you're, in, you're in the driver's seat and you know it. Yeah. I, I, I love to drive my car. I love to drive everywhere. Exactly. I love to be in charge yeah. of my life and I don't want anybody to stop me or tell me how to be or or where I should go because if I go here, I'm going to acquire something. You know, it was always in Hollywood. It was always that, you know, if you go to these parties and you hang out with these people, yeah. you might get something out of it. If you go talk, you know, if you schmooze, you know, the car salesman, you know, if you go over here and you sell yourself here, because that's the show business. And I, and I, I respect that because it's, it's a business where you have a thousands of people going after the same job and the rejection is higher. I get it. But for me, from the way I, I feel and for the lion that I am, because I'm not a sheep, um, I, I tend to my life to be a certain way. And like, and I don't want to hurt anybody. It's not a meaning. It's just my, but I'm, I am responsible for my life, depending on my decisions, my actions, not because of other people's way of life or they're forcing it on me. That's something I will never, you'll never put me like, if you tell me to do this, I'll be like, no, no, I'm going to do this. I'm just going to go the other way. It's just who I am. <laughs> I want to talk about uh, one of your films that you just wrapped up, Grace by Night, because you're yeah. a lot into this. Uh, there is a trailer that you have right now on your social media. Yeah. Everybody go there and see this. It's you training mm -hmm. this role. And my wife, who is in the gym all the time, hardcore hardcore I, I i can't even she's awesome her. yeah <laughs> i know she, she you know she is <laughs> hardcore and i'm honored to have such a disciplined woman uh but you man there's this video of you you're just like you're climbing the rope you're i mean you're my age you're climbing the rope you don't have uh you know somebody else's heart but you got a good heart and you know here you are working out tell us about this this movie because it's uh it's a wrestling movie it's a, it's it brings so much feelings and emotions to me when I think, when I think about this project, because it was just, it was a time in my life that I just dedicated for actually for many years to get ready for this. Cause I was, this movie get, get, got pushed back a lot and we got so involved, but this is, this is an inspirational story about a man, a broken man who has lost his son to, to suicide, who comes back from that by helping uh, another young man achieve his dreams and his goals from a broken house and a, and a broken home and, and all these relationships and, 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 and performers and actors that we work with. And just the story, you know, because 
this is the story that I've been wanting to do and wanted to be part of for a long time. You know, we see a lot of Christian based films mm-hmm. uh, that are beautiful and they're inspiring, they're moving. But in my personal opinion, as a producer, uh, there are films that, that, that always go in one category. They go to the, the, the Christian based films that go one way and, and they're always known to be like, they're, they're, cookie cutters they're the same they're the same performance they're the same film the message is there and god knows i mean listen i love the message but they're not they're, they they haven't really breaking uh you know the, the mold and really scare people because you re- god wants us to he wants us to shake people up yeah that this is what's going on yeah you know because christians are not perfect you know people that talk about god all the time they're not perfect we make mistakes we sin all the time we're probably some of us are more sinner than, than us because we use God as a protection. Well, you know, we believe in God. We love God. So it's okay. No. So in this movie, it talks about all the dark places that human beings go through by proclaiming God is the first and most important thing, but understanding that people will be lost. Children will be lost. Lives will be lost. Yeah. But other things will be gained. Yeah. So we wanted to show a real performance, a real movie, with real situation, real issues that are happening all over the world. And especially in America with suicide and drug abuse and alcoholism and, and, and you name it. Yeah. But if God is the center of that, we want to reach and we want to go into dark places. We have to showcase those places. And, and so it, it was really, you know, I just received a, a scene that we were putting together, the, the director and I, I just wanted to see some stuff, how it looked, the, the lights, the, the, the look of the film. And anytime I see a little bit and piece of this movie, I, I start crying. I mean, Paul, this movie is, is, and I'm not, it's, it's a moving vehicle that God put me part of this for a reason, put everyone for a reason. It's a, it's a beautiful piece where people are going to walk away going, wow. It looks, it looks so beautiful. I mean, Nathan Leon is the director. Yeah. There's just, there's an image on IMDb that I'm looking at right now of a young boy, you know, he's in his, he's in his white shirt. He's got the parents in the background you can tell they're having problems how are our kids being raised these days you know it's it's uh it's interesting so yeah kudos to you yeah no it it was it was and also the opportunity which we don't have much to have an opportunity to have a piece of work like this you know and will uh our young man in the film uh who is inspirational to say the least in his own private life i mean he's he's just an incredible person uh, and, and the rest of the cast, it's just incredible people that really went there. They really dedicated, we all dedicated ourselves to this project, uh, unconditionally. And it's really cool to see that there was, there was such an involvement of, of everyone as themselves going, I'm going to bring myself to this. Cause I feel like I need to, like, it's, it's something that I need to share with the world because it's that important. It was just a beautiful story. Um, so yeah, it will be out next year. I'm very happy. I can't wait for you to see it. Um, it comes out early in 2023. Uh, and and I'm just waiting and eager to, to to see the whole picture put together. And then you 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 had done quite a few recently. You you were doing uh, God's Not Dead, which uh, God's Not Dead 2 with one of my favorite Christian singers. Yeah, well, we did. Well, we did. We did. You know, funny enough, uh, I just talked to David White the other day and they're releasing God's Not Dead, the fifth uh, uh, installment, which comes out, I believe, next year. Okay. So uh, God is needed, as you can tell. I mean, like, 
anytime we, we talk to, to to people about God's Not Dead, because it's such a franchise, such an it's such a a film that really broke every record in the book. It was unexpected to, to see it that way. I mean, for us Christians, we say, "Oh, yeah, of course, God is 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 he's the miracle maker. It's the impossible is possible." But in this industry, to see a film that cost you know less than a million bucks to to raise almost two hundred million dollars. Um, and the passion of the Christ, Mel Gibson did that too. I mean, a billion dollars in that one. Um, and that was an R rated Christian film. So what I want to do with, with grace by night, cause I produced that film and what I want to do in, in, in movies that really put God first is to really tell real stories with, with real inspirational moments that you can relate to and, and, and get something out of it and go, wow, I really saw it with, and so these are the type of films that I'm going to be making and producing and teaming up with people that want the same thing that are just passionate about that. Because if you have an opportunity to, to change or to, to really show God and an and emotion picture, uh, let's do it right. Let's do it right. Let's do it. Let's do it as perfect as we can. He deserves that. <laughs> and, 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 oh, totally. Oh my gosh. There's not enough conversation of of god in our films and every time hollywood does a film where there's jesus involved it always does well you know you know we have these superhero movies today yeah and i have this actual t-shirt where it shows all the superheroes and then there's jesus and he's just basically saying that's how i did it you know and they're like that's right oh yeah wow uh well, i want to ask you about trailblazers where are you guys yeah. at that one well, Trailblazer went through a financial. Uh, we were attacked by the devil in that film. Um, I came in with a with a big heart and and ready to go, and my investors were ready to go. And then we had the incident with Alec Baldwin. They shot the whole New Mexico. That was my church where where that incident happened. Mm. Um, mm. Basically, I was ready to shoot the film. Maybe less than a week after that, I, I was ready to go. I was scouting all the locations, and that film um, taught me a big lesson about producing teaming up with the right people. We were attacked by people. We never shot anything. We never worked. The movie was never made. Um, but there was lawsuits and there was people coming after us. And there were, there was a lot of things going on with that film that we weren't expecting. We just wanted to make a film and help some people out and, and, and make a story that, that I personally love. And I'm going to make this film no matter what. I mean, Trailblazer will be made. It will be made right with the right people. Uh, not with people that are, are, are leeches or, or, taking, taking, taking. But anytime you bring a, a movie that is about God with God in it, mm -hmm. that actually showcases the devil. Uh, and I, I'm talking about in, in, a, in a really sophisticated action adventure, which has never been done before. The Trailblazers is, is a really special uh, four uh, picture uh, story that, 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 that me and Deborah Twist wrote years ago that we're going to make. And so anyway, one thing led to another and it didn't quite work. We were attacked by dark forces, uh, by individuals that were, that were selfish and we overcome that. It took us over a year to come out of that mess. Um, and, and now we're back on our two feet doing yeah. quite well. And, and I have, you know, I have films and I have this podcast and I'm producing and all that stuff. But so if I didn't have that armor, around me, Paul, if I didn't have right. that, 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 that thing that I, that I want to share with people, you want to call it confidence. You want to call it the inner soul, peace of mind, peace, whatever. Um, 
it's time for me to share it because you, you, you know people need to have a way out of a mess and and there's always a way out always a way out there's always going to be adversity there's always going to be problems in business i mean that's the way it is anytime you're trying to put goodness into the world it's always the darkness is always going to try to come in and try to no. shut out the light but you know the minute you turn the light on darkness is gone man there's no way around it um you just have to fine tune and find your way and sometimes yeah and i tell people is that how you how you know how you're so confident about something like that happening or you know if if something you know the world has some cloudy days yeah but you got to appreciate the rain too to appreciate the sun so you get wet you dry yourself out and you get back on a horse and um because at the end of the day, you know who you are. If you know you're a good person, if you know inside you come from good morals and, and you have that connection with the higher power, and you already surrendered to that. You already surrendered to that. You already know that there is me, there's my soul, who I am, and there's a higher power. And so my connection, my relationship with the higher power is really good. All right? It's, it's really good because we went through it. We know it. We, it's perfect. That's more than most people have. That's right. You know, because when there is nothing, yeah. you're still comfortable and solid to make the right decisions. I can help my fiance. Oh. I can help my children, even in my worst situations. It doesn't happen overnight, but in work, in life, in building something, the appreciation is in the work. You know, if everything was, every, you know, everything is immediate now, immediate, immediate. And believe me, I'm the most, and Katya will tell, I'm the most impatient person, but I'm becoming where, you know, if it comes down to my peace of mind, me as a person, I need to be patient and I need to focus on how I can get better so I can be better for the rest of my life and the rest of everybody else. Because I want people, people have so much power in them. They do. And they don't even know. Look at you. Look at your story. I get inspired by Lou every time I every by you every time I look at you and I talk to you and we chat and the inspirational of the will to survive everything that you went through. But you still have a smile on your face. Brother, I fought like hell just to live and be here. Mm-hmm. I don't want it to end. There is life after death. You may find some peace for a little bit, but you're gonna want to get right back here because this is an amazing experience. And and don't quit, don't give up. So fortunately, he's let me stay. And I am just like, I love life. I love that I have friends like you that are constantly smiling, motivated, excited to be, that understand the darkness. Right. And yet you go into the light and you're there and um, you're constantly trying to spread that. It just, it's just natural to me to, to, to help people, to, 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 to shake them and go, listen, you could do more for yourself because we live in two realities. We live in the matrix. We live in this world of not a, of this illusion. And then we really, we live in the real world. When you come back home and you're praying and you're, and you're by the bed and you're praying, you're touching that sheet or the, the sheets or the room is cold and you feel that's real. That is when you're right. touching your kids and you say, I'm going to, how am I going to take care of you today? How are you going to become the man or the, the daughter that I want you to? That's my responsibility. How am I, how is the connection with, with God? How am I learning from today? with the relationship that I have with my significant other, how am I, you see, that's the reality, mm-hmm. but this whole thing woke and this whole thing about politics and all this other stuff that people need, they need, they need things to grab on. Give me, give me this. Give me, it's all there in front of them. 
God says, listen, I created you. You're not from nothing and you're not going into nothing. I didn't put you here for no reason. I didn't say, listen, you come here and you're not just anything. You're individually made. So when you come from there and I see people giving up and men not being the strong man that they need to be and women not being the strong women that they need to be. Right. I have an opportunity, a responsibility to share that in my podcast and go, I have my two cents about how I see it, how you're wasting your time and your life and believing this, these lies and deceit. Because I tell everyone, it's very simple. When the devil comes to you, he doesn't come to you with the horns and the fire and and, and the scary face. He comes to you with a really genuine face. He comes to you with money. He comes to you with a smile. He comes to you with promises that he'll never keep. He comes to you with something to, to, to lure you in with a trap. And that's what Hollywood and the media has been doing for such a long time. For us to get our points across, we have to have a voice. We can't be quiet about things we believe in. Whether we disagree with each other or not, there's a a great verse in the Bible that says, come, let us reason together. Mm -hmm. We need to reason with each other. We need to come to understand each other. We need to talk about all kinds of issues and, 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 have these arguments in order to weed out all the baloney. For me, I, very, for, I simplify everything because I, I got to a point at 50 years old, I was like, we really have to simplify. And you know, obviously from A to B, the best way to do it is on a straight line. Simplify everything and make sense out of everything with facts and logic. That's the way I was brought up. If it doesn't make sense, it means it doesn't make sense. But if you have something to back it up and it's logically that way by numbers and everything is specifically done and everything makes sense because that's the only way to do it, then talk about that because (laughs) that's the only way. There is black and there is white and there's yellow and there's this and there's that and there's left and there's right. And there's, there's certain things you cannot change, you know? And so that's why I'm so clear and focused and with no issues at all about talking specific things, because it's like, if they talk about the subject, I'm like, well, this could be really simple. You take this out and you replace it with this and it's good. It's fine. There you go. No, well, there's something absolutely solid about those in this country who are children of immigrants, children who have parents that understand and value the freedoms in the United States. My, my mother-in-law, she's Slovenian. You know, she's take me to the ball game. I'm going to beer and a, uh, a hot dog, you know. Uh, I I I love this country. Everything is this country. I, she's worked very hard. She saved her money, you know. And so everything in my wife, all of her incredible qualities, come as a direct result of the sacrifices made by her parents to get out of the chaos. Yeah, it's a different times now because sacrificing for something right now means you're conceited. Sacrificing for something, you're showing off that you sacrifice something so important. It's like showing off. Like, you know, we, we the society and, 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 and I guess media, because media and social media and everything is pushing people to be normal, to be okay, not to be extraordinary. And I just, I, I'm not okay with that. I know people are much more gifted and much more powerful than they could possibly imagine. And they're definitely extraordinary people, human beings, the things that we have done with the, with the power of, of God in us, what we've been able to create and done. Look at the music that you make every day. 
that's powerful. So, yeah, I mean, I, I think the best is yet to come. And, and if they try to put that woke thing, whatever it is, and all those lies, it's not going to cut it for me. I, I, I want to live my life as honest and truthful. And when I see things that are not truthfully honest, if you're killing a thousand babies, unborn children every single day, and Planned Parenthood is in the way, I'm going to have something to say about that. If a lot of money is going to these corporations that are making sure that these things are going to the political party, so then they can use this as uh, abortions is something that women need. Uh, no, we are in 20, we're in, in 20, what, in 2022, almost in 2023 with technology that allows you to go to Mars. You know that, that there aren't thousands and thousands of rapes, not even close. You know that these, it's an excuse to have an opportunity to have women, human beings go, I could do whatever I want. And I could do whatever I want with this. And I could do whatever I want with that. And I could, everybody's can do whatever they want with no laws and regulations. And, and then the children, the unborn children, the, the fact that we are using this to don't, don't have children, don't be a better human being, make better decisions, uh, get out of this mess. And so there's always hope. And I know that this world is made out of good folks. It's made out of people that are not so good and the goodness will follow goodness. And will. and at the end of the day, no matter what happens, goodness will always prevail. I know it in my heart. That's right. And our job is to love the literal hell out of everybody. You know, we want to root. unconditionally. And you do that by living a life that is productive, Mm -hmm. that you can provide for your family, provide for, you know, whoever you meet throughout the day, like just provide, just being there. Yeah. Being, people don't want to listen to anything anymore. They already have a conclusion instead of listening and going, I'm here, I'm present, I'm listening. What do you need? And that's one of the greatest thing about this country is that America was always that. Yeah. And the, and, the, and, and the core of this country has always been there where America shows up with the flag and go, hey, what you need? <laughs> I love it. Well, hey, thank you. I appreciate you very much. And I appreciate uh, you, my man. I know my listeners love you, and uh, some of them probably still have your Calvin Klein poster hanging up in the room. I don't know. <laughs> hey, you got to hang the underwear alpha. in the world. You got to hang the alpha male up. You know. So. <laughs> All right, brother. Love you, man. We'll see you I'll on see you vacation. Soon. Yeah. I'll see you soon. Okay. Pleasure, my friend. See ya. All right, that's going to wrap it up. Thank you for listening. Please subscribe to the podcast. I would much appreciate that. Subscribe wherever you listen. Please share it with whoever you feel will be inspired. You guys are all heart. We'll see you next time. Because you took my scars, bruises and one billboard pianist paul cardall do you believe in miracles and second chances over a decade ago i was raised from the dead read paul's story the broken miracle by jd netto visit thebrokenmiracle.com